Welcome to Off the Rip with your hosts that front like they know the most. We talking smack about whoever, whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get thrown out and tossed around. If you can't take the heat, get up out the kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem D, Mook, and Shiz. It's Off the Rip. Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing in common. I can't stay comfortable in common. Yo, 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 what's poppin', what's poppin'? We back for another episode. It's Off The Rip. We here with your hosts that be frontin' like they know the most. Ain't that right? We here with Shiz. What's good, Shiz? Yo. <laughs> what's poppin', man? No, nah, man, you know, just trying to survive in a harsh and cruel world, man. They trying hey, to kill man. me, but I won't die. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, there you go. Resiliency right there. Mm. <laughs> 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 What you oh, laughing yeah. at, man? Why you laughing? You no, know, I'm just chuckling, man. Okay. Just, just sometimes you gotta crack a smile, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Laugh, laugh to keep from crying, huh? Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? What's good with you, Ring? L L I C S W. Yo, we got the letters after the name. Let's go. The credentials, you know. Let's what's go. up? What's up? I'm good, man. I'm good. Staying busy, getting ready to go to Atlanta on Thursday. Looking forward oh, to Atlanta? a little vacation. Oh, Magic Atlanta. City is up. Magic City oh, it is whoa, up. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. Yeah, on man. Monday. Gonna be a good trip. Gonna be King a good trip. Diamonds? Is that in Atlanta too? It's not King of Diamonds, Miami. Uh, Miami. Miami. I'm about to say. Oh. Yeah. But hey, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But now, nah, man, just getting through the week so I can get on this vacation, you know? You got family out there? Um, yeah, two of my like boys. A vacation, um, vacation is a family vacation. Or is I was like, this like a this like a vacation vacation. Like uh, mm-hmm. two of my buddies moved down there a couple of years ago, um, and so me and Marissa are going down there probably for her birthday, probably just to do a little vacation. So That's get away for a little bit. You said probably for her fam- birthday family part, partly for just, her birthday, oh, okay. partly for us just to gotcha. do a vacation and get away and to go see them. So it just all works out. Yeah, I was, I was saying family vacations aren't always vacations. Not all of us are yeah, like nah, the, nah. the Powell Barrett family and the, discovering the eighth <laughs> continent and shit. They turn into Indiana Jones over there going excursions and shit. Hey, they, they do that. I, I, stay at the, I stay at the resort. <laughs> Y'all go venture off. I'll be here. Riding the uh, horses. Yeah. They be doing some other stuff over there, like finding the new Pokemon and shit, yo. <laughs> be like eight o'clock, you guys ready to go? I'm be the only one sucking my teeth. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Nah, I say that out of jealousy, y'all. Y'all be looking like y'all have some fun, some fun uh, excursions, though. It's good times. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got Mook here. What's up, Mook? What's good with you? You got the baby formula in the background? Or was that the Campbell soup? Ah, uh, B. Oh, the Similac. Similac. Hey, hold on to that, bro. Hold on yeah, to that right now. Yo, the heat right there. There's a, there's a shortage, bro. Yeah, there's a shortage, yeah, right? Come to your crib. Oh, he stocked oh. up. <laughs> Yo, That's crazy. We got about six bricks up there. Control exactly. the market share and flood the block. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to Pusha T stuff. I'm ready, bro. I can do it. Wow. Be the next <laughs> <Saint Patrick>. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yo, how long does that even last? Wait, there's six bottles up there. It's two. It's two by two. Yeah, I mean, she'll run through that shit in like three weeks. Oh, oh my god! Oh, that's not that bad. I mean, that's yeah. 
It, I think it lasts like it's up to like I want to say it's like six months to a year. How much, is, how much you say one bottle, one of those bottles? Shit, shit's going crazy right now. I'm actually kind of curious. Um, look at Rashad. Look at Matt Harden. Yo, you hear me? You see me, right? <laughs> Rashad started doing the like, bash. I'm like, I'm looking, look. I'm like, I hope that motherfucker latch on. All <laughs> <laughs> right. I can't remember how much this. Yeah, this is this is good till 2023. So how much? How much did that bottle cost? I can't even remember how much these ones cost because my aunt had got us these ones. So we, couldn't, we went the other day. We couldn't find no formula. We went to like four different stores. Couldn't find no formula. I'll tell you, I it's got curious. I, I went on Amazon. That shit was like 40, 40 bucks. 20? No, that's 10. The 10? powder is 20. Okay. So these powders, I don't know if you can see over here. That's 20. These got are 10. options. <laughs> Ask her how, 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 many, how many days does one bottle last, though? Like how many days does one bottle it? last? I mean, Those ones last a little longer. What do you mean? Which ones? Uh, these ones. The big ones for our audience uh, listening. Probably last a good two, three days. Two, three days. That's it. Oh my god, <laughs> baby Z. Yeah, no, you said that's it. Yo, Mook, you said two to three weeks. It went. Yeah, that shit went quick. <laughs> no, I'm talking baby. about all of this will last two, three weeks. Oh, okay. Oh damn. Gotcha. Yeah, tough. when you do the math. Yeah. Again, for the audience, yeah. say multiple bottles on a top shelf. <laughs> there are creative. There are bottles, three bottles. So. Yeah. yeah. A lot of baby food. You stopped up over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be on my Walter White shit. Start creating some synthetic stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh so. my god, your kid, baby yeah. gonna grow. So if Similac want to throw me a deal, <laughs> I don't even need money. Just keep sending me Similac. We be good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting first sponsorship coming up. What's good, T? How you doing, T? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Yo, how's G Rat? Go- we got an update on G Rat. Oh man, he's yo, my boy be doing some cool shit. He was over there paddleboarding and drinking on some river in Texas. Um, mm. with mad just with mad people. It was like a like a like a march, but they was all in like kind of floaty type things, but they wasn't like flowing down a river. You had to propel yourself. It looked tough. And he's out there. That sound like a rally. You brought the N-word last week. <laughs> I had to look at you to see if that was cool. Oh yeah, he black. <laughs> to, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the light, the lighting must have been a little bright, but he about about, about Reem. Yeah. yeah. Reem got the yeah. A rap. Hold on, hold on. Jerry still uh, on Reem. We ain't really sure yet. Hey. <laughs> you know. You nah, know. Man, that, that remind me of this week's episode of Atlanta. Honestly. Yeah, man. That shit. Uh, Rich with poor with yeah, I gotta get no. back on it. Yeah, the great episode and shout out to or rest in peace to Kevin Samuels. We did that. But um, yeah, man. So what's on the docket first? What we what we uh, what we talking about? Oh, snap. We might just get hit with the Rico. Yeah. Why is up for life, bitch? Uh-oh. <laughs> See ya. Hip hop police. <laughs> wee, wee, you. Whoop, whoop. So we got Gunna and Young Thug. Um, I've been arrested. And they've been given the the dreaded RICO charge. Um, and RICO stands for oh, I racketeering. A whole lot of years. Yeah, racketeering, <laughs> uh, involvement in right criminal now. organizations, I want to say. Yes. I'll have to look it yeah. up. I want to say. I Racketeer know, influenced yeah. corporate organizations. Oh, corporate organizations. Uh, yep. Corrupt. Sorry, corrupt. corrupt yeah, so it's about, so RICO's, RICO is, um, was designed to take down organized crime. Originally, I believe it was down to, to, to take down the mob and the mafia. Yep. Um, it was because it was really hard to get 
these made men uh, who are leading these uh, organizations, the the crime organizations, um, you know, to get them on charges because no one would flip or rat and, um, or people would die, you know, so you couldn't charge them with anything because you couldn't, you couldn't get them actually committing the crime. So what they came up with was a law that said, if we can prove that you were involved with the, um, with anybody in a organized crime, an organized crime scheme, then you're going to get hit with the charges that that organized crime scheme got hit with. So therefore, if you send out a hit on somebody, say, hey, go take care of somebody, then they get murdered. And the person that you, the assassin, the assassinator, the person who committed the hit gets hit with the murder charge and you're associated with that person, you'll still get hit with the charge as well, which is why it's so hard to avoid charges when you get hit with the RICO. Because all you have to be is proven as an associate. It doesn't have to be proven whether you actually did it or not. That's I don't know if I explained that properly, tough. but no, that was that's, that's, that's that right. was that was good. But that's like a nice overarching, like what it pretty much is. And I mean, this dude's name is Gunna, so that that's off the rip right there. <laughs> yeah. What do you, like, what was his role in, and what was your role in the organization? Like, so that's a, that's not a good look. Yeah. No matter what, you can't get that out your head. Like if you're like someone who has to decide about this, like. And it's interesting to me. Um, it sucks because usually you see the the young boys getting scooped up in cases like this. Uh, you see, um, I think one person with Bobby Schmurder was the last one, last mm-hmm. significant part. Bobby and Rowdy Rebel got swept up in in, in a case. Um, I mean, Takashi didn't he get with that too before he started writing? Yeah, with the Rico. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got away, obviously, but I'm telling you, Takashi's the police. That's why he got away. Hmm. Takashi did what, what any citizen would have done. No, he did. He, he did more than what any citizen would have done. It still I should, does. Listen, I would have. I would have. To mile. be fair, to be fair, somebody in, the the extra mile. somebody in the organization was already wearing a wire. So yeah. everybody was flipping on each other. Yeah. Mm. He was just the famous person. Because if Takashi, if Takashi was doing what any normal person would do, he wouldn't be out there making music right now. He would have <laughs> ratted and gotten out. He went right back to making music, which means he's going right back to catching other people up. Which means he's broke. Stuff. <clears throat> hey, if it ain't broke. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Once somebody would have said, wow. "Hey, here's these 55 <laughs> years." I, I'm just trying. I'm just curious how many people. Once they would have said, "Hey, here's 55 years for you," how many people would be like, "Nah, I'm gonna stay solid." Not many. I'll tell you right now, I'm snitching on everybody. I'm giving you timestamps. I'm gonna let you know well, who was with me. That's what I don't know, you know if what... you I don't know if you guys have seen what some some uh, artists are coming forward, some rappers are coming forward saying like that's also why you don't see people at this level really get caught up because they automatically snitch. Because mm. it's like, yo, you're a millionaire. And so once the police and once the FBI knocks on your door, they're not knocking on your door because they don't have evidence, they're knocking on your door because it's a rap bro like they've been doing they've been doing this investigation thoroughly like years. for years they're coming to yeah. get you so once they do that then it's like you just start working with them because you have too much to jeopardize so the fact that it got to this point is interesting do you think that signifies that there's a lot on these two obviously and everybody else they said there wasn't that much on those no two. i think it, i think it signifies the actually i don't know Rube. i don't know that's a good question i feel like, like it it kind of shows like a a potential yeah overreach of um 
of using a Rico. Yeah. Like, yeah, he knows the dudes, but like, you know, he might have grown up with them. Mean. Yeah, like, and so obviously he's connected to them, but like, if he isn't doing anything with them, like, it's just like they want to put them in there just to make it big. Like, it's gonna stick now because, like, look at their music and everything. Like, it just right. it, it, it also the case. It also could be that you know they they were financed by some street some street dudes, mm. like that fine that began to finance their music career and invested in them. So even though they haven't touched the streets, the money that was put into start their careers is dirty money. Yeah. Well, and I know the the DA who put together the charges came out and said the I think it's like twenty eight people that are part of this RICO case. The and they were very careful to select those people, I guess, because they feel very confident in, in the charges that they're bringing, as opposed to adding it to more people. And so I think it's interesting for her to come out and publicly say that. Um, Did she say it, that in response to someone saying that? Oh, isn't Jack Har- shouldn't Jack Harlow be getting in trouble? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I feel yeah. like she probably didn't want to be like, "Yo, are you fucking serious, sir?" Like, so she just <laughs> she probably that. wanted to say something else, right? Yeah, yeah like, I bet. But I mean, maybe she's bullshitting on that. Fucking but, ridiculous. Yeah, but I, I think. Harlow. Yeah, I, I I still don't really understand how that Jack was connected, but I think do you bring up a point in just that if you're gonna go after somebody that wealthy, like you probably have to have some solid leads, otherwise. You know their legal the powers is ruined. Right, exactly. Because you know they got the money to to look after themselves. You would think, unless you have Amber Heard or Max D's lawyers. Well, we're finding that the Amber Heard case is fucking bullshit, and you know they're just prolonging that shit. But now that shit is really a circus, bro. Yeah, it's just a joke at this point. Like, but you're right. You're right. If you got the money, you can still you know maybe get out. Maybe she'll get a better deal or something. Free the wave. But yeah, it's just it's wild to see people this big, especially Gunna right now where he's at in his music career. Yeah. Um, I also think it's it's wild because again this this uh law or I don't know is Rico a law or what an it's act a federal an act federal. um whatever it is it was originally supposed to be to take down the mafia and now it's yeah. turned into again like I said the hip hop police. And it's just like, I don't know, it just seems like every time we try to get something or, or every time we get our foot in the door or every time we start gaining some sort of wealth as a culture or community, um, it's like, damn, we got to take these dudes out. And I know I know there's that joke uh, where somebody was, uh, where Metro Boom was like, these dudes, Young Thug and Gunna, were providing for the community and giving lots of Black people jobs. And there's the joke where person say, yo, they're not Fred Hampton. But at the same time, that is a reality that they are prominent figures in the community and they are giving back to the community. They are giving back and creating um, revenue streams. And this is just not the first time that this has happened where uh, the hip hop police come in and take them down and take them out. And uh, it's just like, is this where our resources need to be spent? Is this who we need to be targeting and taking down at the moment? those are the questions I want to ask. I'm not privy to who else that they take down. I'm not privy to um, who else they got going. I don't know. I can't imagine. It's like criminal criminal minds. And they're like, the unsub is Young Thug, a.k.a. Slime. Like, he has tendencies to blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I, I wonder how that profile goes in the, in the FBI offices. Like, it just seems like there's better things that they could be doing. But I'm, I'm ignorant to what actually happens. I heard that there's a good amount of deaths 
like murders linked to this whole thing. So, right. I mean, so it man. also could be that it's actually like you said. We don't. I don't know what happened. This could actually be a very true thing. I don't. We never know who these celebrities are. So Young Thug could be a shot caller. Gunner could be a shot caller. Facts. Um, you know, that's also very. At least that's what well. they they be saying, anyways. Yeah. There's some ambig- ambiguous uh, shit, you know, around like, oh, you could have been associated with him. He might have done that. Like, it doesn't look good. I mean, and that's what. Free. Yeah. Well, just like hearing D explain it, that's what it sounds like. The the act was created to do was to have like some you ambiguity, ambigu- whatever word you were going to say, T. <laughs> I can never freaking say that. Thank you. <laughs> to have that and just have some flexibility in the law so they can kind of read it in a way that will allow them to get who they want. It's like gray um, area type. type exactly, exactly. Which is kind of what most laws are now. There's not many black and white laws, unfortunately. But it, it just seems like something that people could take advantage of. The legal system could take advantage of if they wanted to. Especially if it's just as simple as association, like if you, like you said, the I think that's a really good example. If they were funded by somebody who was doing bad things, how however long ago, can that still connect them to this RICO case? Like, I, I wonder what the stipulations are. How much do you have to be involved in something to be considered a part of this? You know, like that. That's where I'd be curious to know how these, how this is being used, how it's been used in the past. Yeah, because then again, then on the flip side of things, it seems like then every rapper almost should be picked up in a rico. A lot, that, yeah, a lot. I would if imagine you, if you if you listen to the lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, "Damn, do we have enough to make a case against Jay Z?" Yeah. No. yeah, that's like <laughs> no, that's you're right. That's a, that's a good point, though. You're right about that, but you know like, what I'm saying. At this point now, like Young Thug and 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 um gonna are so probably so far removed well i mean obviously can't speak on we don't know their situation you know to a t right now but we can guess that they're probably so far removed from the drug the if this money funding them like at this point now like they aren't being funded by this yeah they got corporations backing them exactly Mm -hmm. so it's like you're really gonna bring them up on this now like it seems like it's more so we're just bringing them in to probably stop somebody else like, see if mm. we can get something on or to them. get them to flip. Exactly. Yeah. That's, what it, that's what it seems like it is. Because, you know, once somebody becomes powerful, they really don't want you. They mm. want they want somebody else. But it's the easiest way to get them is like, okay, if we stop your head, if we think that your money is, if them, you know, Gunna and Young Thug's money is funding them, then why not go after them and see what we can get? Mm. Shake them up, stop the flow of the money, see if people start crawling out. Mm-hmm. It's when you get them, scare people, yeah. scare people, it's, people it's start making mistakes. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's interesting that there's a, a law like this that's used for gang activity. But what's the equivalent for like business fraud or like you know financial fraud like that? Oh, like how you do get you a movie money? made by Martin Scorsese about you. right, right, exactly. Saying, so like, so let's just look, just let's just look at this for a second, right? Like, mo- who's mostly in RICO cases? What population of people, right? And, and you look at that and then you compare it to all the other crimes that are going on in the world. Like, like you said, D, why are, what are the resources being used for? Is this really the best? Those, those white collar crimes. Like, why you know, is the KKK not been on You got three to five day. years, maybe, of probation. <laughs> hey, where's the KKK charges like, Why has the KKK been on a RICO case? Interesting, they, interesting. They've been responsible for murders and, and killings. Why is nobody, everybody involved in it? Mm. 
because then they'd probably be looking at judges and all those people to get out yep. of it. Mm-hmm. You, yeah you'd realize how close some of those people are to your everyday communities that that's what would happen um, that's the scary thing mm-hmm. yeah no it's, it's interesting to see uh so i'm definitely curious to see what continues to happen with this case what kind of news gets put out about it uh yeah. but that that also being said um rest in peace a little kid who was a young thug artist uh young thug was real close with him i just feel terrible i feel Think terrible he was snitching I don't know, but just just empathetic, empathy wise, like just to be locked up and then hear that one of your dudes just died and there's nothing you can do about it while you're going through this Rico case. I just feel for Young Thug and his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and killed. again, that's just another rapper, another black rapper who's been shot and killed. Mm. And it's just like every month it feels like there's a different rapper that's being killed. Mm-hmm. If not two at a time, sometimes it's just like since since I don't know if it's um, social media has ramped it up or I'm paying more attention to it now. But since Triple X passed, it's been that was crazy. Wild, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it has, there's been no stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no, a crazy yeah. thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I, I think somebody had said it not too long ago. They were talking about like, they feel like, I think, I forget what artist it was. It was on somebody's podcast. It might have been Gilly, um, a kid's podcast, but he was talking about how like, Rappers right now are getting killed at more alarming rate than like when we think of like Biggie and Pac and stuff like that. Like back then, like I feel like artists now are dropping like this, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's in their own city. Mm-hmm. Like X got killed in Florida, Dolph got killed in in Memphis, Dip got killed in his own spot, in, in his right own in his spot. own yeah. exactly. You know, Dolph got killed in a place that he goes in multiple times to buy cookies and stuff. Like a local business he was supporting. So think about that. Like our biggest haters are right next to us at this point. Whew. Yeah. Uh, we'll get back to the heavy topics later, but we can switch it up now. And since we're talking about music still, well, let's let's go to the what's in your Serato section of the off the rip podcast. We have a sighting, an outing, a drop from Someone who uh, is considered to be on the Mount Rushmore of our generation, I would say. Uh, Kendrick Lamar has dropped a new album called, uh, what's it called? Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And the fact that I don't know the name of the album, I think, tells you where I'm going to land on this album review. Damn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. How are y'all feeling about this one? I like it. I like yeah, it. I what do you like about it? What do you like about it? The, the first, the biggest thing, like every time I think like I've heard some artists get vulnerable on an album or something, that somebody always tops it. And I feel like like yo, when he was talking about um what his family accusing one of his uncles from molesting him, and he always said, like, nah, like I'm good, because like it actually didn't happen but how that still equated to trauma because of just like going through that and then constantly thinking that that did happen to him. And he's like, yo, what is it about me that makes you think it did happen because my uncle's good? Or like um, his, um, we talking about his auntie being a man, yeah, like man. being transgendered. Like, yo, that shit is like, like who's rapping about that? And that dopely too, like that shit was good. Like, mm-hmm. like un- untouched topics. And then of course you got N95. That shit is just hard. 
I like Rich Spirit too. That was a good one yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a minute to um I had to listen to it a few times, but so, I mean similar to T, I think you just it's like him just being vulnerable and and just his journey, right? Like letting go of his own youthful biases, I believe. It felt like he was in a way sitting on a red couch and you know talking to a therapist. That's how I looked at it. Cause he went not, he had to go to therapy for cheating on his girl. Yeah. So, you know, being a better uh partner, being a better father, right? Um in a way of navigating this duality of being above criticism but then he talks about there's one piece where he talks about i'm not your savior like great being song. someone who is a celebrity that people look up to but he's just human like everybody else he makes mistakes mm-hmm. and stuff so i think in a way this album kind of um humanizes him in a lot of ways um but it's mid but <laughs> nah d come on bro <laughs> I, I no, honestly but i will say initially i was looking for like a a damn album or uh to pimp a butterfly album but we didn't get that you know tried we to got both and missed nah bro you don't do what? that don't do that this was good it, I, I thought it was like, good too no, yeah it's not like that's this is what it is like maybe it's, let, let, let's hear your expectations d what what were you expecting I was expecting good good raps. <laughs> what is, so we define good raps. Yo, like what no, what is no, that? I was expecting to have I was expecting to be have my attention held. I was expecting not to have to decipher everything in two seconds. It was like a little too highbrow for me. And that says a lot. Okay, see that says a again. lot coming from me. That says That's a weird. lot. It didn't seem all that like I feel like it, it was intricate storytelling measures. So I had to listen closely. But like when I was actually listening, I wasn't like, oh, bada bing, bada boom. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I like that. It was just I had to like when I listened to Kendrick, I put Kendrick on the same level I put the Hoes, the Waynes, and Coles, and sometimes Drake, where they're able to tell a story, but also their lyricism, the ability, their lyrical ability. Is making me say, oh, that shit is dope. I got to turn this back and rewind it and think about what they're actually saying and what okay, they're referring to. Okay, this is more to. poetic. Yeah, like, this was a lot more poetic. This felt Like what you get from more, Big Sean. This felt a lot, yo, chill out. <laughs> this was a lot more spoken word-ish. I'm yeah. not trying to be an asshole about that. Like, Yeah, that, no, that's, that, I, like, I hear that. In yeah, it's, like I'm saying, like I, I that's told somebody, what it I said, is. he got too artistic for me. Mm. Like, he's mm. so artistic that it just... And again, this is me saying this. Like, this is course, interesting that I'm saying this. That it, it just, uh, it missed me. It's above It's above me. I might be too dumb for this one. I don't know. I think for me, like, this is a, this is an album that, like, speaks, speaks to, speaks to me in a lot of different reasons just because of this, the content that he's talking about and just how powerful it is. Like, he talks about so many things. He talks about, like, you know, family being transgender, right? He talks about, generational trauma about sexual uh, abuse molestation he talks about you know toxic masculinity he talks about infidelity he talks about the covid pandemic he talks about people you know acting bigger and better than they are faking you know their exact cancel culture he talks about people faking their celebrity status you know he talks about social media like he he hits so many different points that are so relevant I think the only issue is that this album is like a year or two late because people are kind of tired of hearing this stuff, 
Right. Like I think if people, if he had heard this like a year and a half, two years ago, it would be so like, wow, this is, this is what I needed right now. But we've had two years of this pandemic. We've been talking about, you know, racial issues and trauma and, you know, the pandemic. And we've been talking about all these different topics that he covers. And I think people are unfortunately just tired of hearing some of this stuff, you know? And I think the other thing that comes up to me for this album is that I think it's been made clear by some of the commentary I've seen about this album is that people don't want to hear about real world issues in their entertainment anymore. Like we've seen that in sports with like the shut up and dribble, you know, like vernacular and people saying that. And I think you're seeing that in music where um, when artists get vulnerable, people are more likely to kind of like not crucify it, but to question it or challenge it and say, nah, this isn't, this isn't real Kendrick. I want, I want Pimple Butterfly Kendrick. I want old Drake or whatever, you know, like. But the Pimple Butterfly Kendrick is this. That's why I say. I'm I'm saying just, I'm saying to say that. That's I'm saying just an example. I'm I'm saying that. Before that, the, um, you're thinking, um, what's his first album? Not saying. Good Kid, Mad City. Kid Matty, like that. Yeah, I I meant that just as an example. Like they're looking for for past work, right? Instead of just taking in yeah. what what you're getting right now. And I think like that's being shown in our society that people don't when they're going for entertainment, they don't want to hear about all this personal trauma and stuff to to a degree, right? Like, and I think people are looking for just a fire beat, some hard lyrics, some crazy punchlines, and that's it, so that they can post and talk about it. Like I don't think people unfortunately really want to hear his his work you know as working through himself and and the therapy that he's done the work that he's done for himself but me personally i appreciate i appreciate what he's talking about in this because it's important to address this not just for black people but just in music itself and for everybody to be aware of these things you know with his d with his um the heart part five when he came out with that were you thinking like oh yes it's about to be yes so do you think it was a little misleading because i could see yes that's honestly for me initially my first my first impression listening to the first song and like listen listening to it through i'm like uh okay like let me let me go to the next one and that was the um what was that the n95 and 95 mm-hmm. like oh, okay but then um, it was like every other song to me so i'm like you know what let me like really sit with this and listen to the lyrics and i'm like oh shit like you know what i'm saying like he's on some he's on some other shit right now but i could i could see why d was like damn you know what this was kind of a letdown for me because the way he came out the gate with that, the heart part five, and then the visual behind that shit, I'm like, yo, Kendrick is just, mm-hmm. this nigga's on something else. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, one of my, yo, one man. of my favorite songs, one of my favorite songs on the album is the one where he's going back and forth with the, with the woman. And they have yeah. that toxic, they have the toxic, um, the toxic going back and forth and then they end up with each other at the end. You know what that, that song remind me of? That shit, hit, that shit hits home for me, bro. That song remind me of the um the game uh circles. Yeah, that song yep. the circles. Yeah, yeah, it does. That shit. Yeah, it does. And and I really enjoyed that. But that's not a rap song. I'm never gonna sit and turn that up with turn on turn up to that with my boys and shit, or even just throw that shit on and just like vibe out to it. Like I gotta be in a certain particular mood to go listen to that. Mm. I think that's the toughest thing about, especially like when you're at you know a level like Kendrick Drake. Hove, J. Cole, like, I don't know that they can make an album that is going to be widely accepted, like, anymore. You know, there's always going to be enough criticism that it's not going to be where it really should be. Like, into your point. This is Kendrick's lane, bro. Like, that. Well, it is, is, but it, but it's, 
it's but, like, it's, but like you're saying, what are you like? You but you're looking for you're looking for that hard rap song that you can really bump, right? Like you just said, like you can go crazy in the club with it. You can really get down to. Like, why are you looking for that because of his the release he put out before the album? What else makes you feel like that's what he's going to be putting out? What else makes you feel like that's what he should be putting out in, in albums? Maybe I think it's the caliber he needs to reach. I think it's it's the the environment that he's in. All his peers are going crazy right now. All his peers, uh, when I say his peers, that's again, that's Drake and Cole. They've gone crazy. CLB went crazy. Offseason went crazy. This doesn't even stand up to those two, in my opinion. Yo, you know what's crazy, though? People were saying that CLB was so great and better than Donda because of the first day streams record. And um, and Kendrick broke that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, Donda went crazy as well. Even, um, even uh, it's almost, uh, what is it? What's the Pusher album? Uh it's almost dry, dry time dry yeah. or something like that. That album yeah, went crazy dry. too. Like, yes, so I'm don't... saying the, the field, the field was set for him to say, yo, if I'm the king, I'm really the king. And that's what I wanted him to come out and say. I didn't want the introspective. I didn't want the, the art piece. I wanted him to come out and talk his shit. And, and I, I relate this to um the album that I love by J Cole that nobody else really likes, or that I hear people trash all the time is for your eyes only. I love that album. Mm. On that album, he keeps he talks about uh, toxic masculinity, like you said. He talks about being vulnerable. He talks about uh, how he wants um, to love his woman in a way that I don't hear any other rapper really talk about. You know, people make fun of that song "Folding Clothes," but that's one of the most beautiful songs to me ever. But I personally can admit I can see why people don't like that and why that's a close album to me. So, like, I get why people. Like, I I could totally, like I said, it's understand why y'all feel like that but for me it's just a miss for me on this one i was expecting him to come out and put his foot in their ass because that's what he always says you said say my name and i promise that you'll see candy man he's always saying that i'm the boogeyman don't say my name don't mess with me because you'll get you know what you'll get if you mess with me so if that's what you're saying and you're challenging all these other rappers like you're the best one out here then you put this shit out and it's like yo you ain't top dog no more and that's okay. Not everybody can be top dog for forever, you know. So it just makes me reassess where you at. As I hear what you're saying, I think I T T T mentioned it pretty well, and just that it's so subjective, right? And I think it depends on what you're expecting when you're going into an album. That so much defines how you how you choose to view it. So I, I hear where you're coming from in that sense. I like, I like, I appreciate and like jazz. I wouldn't say I'm a jazz fan, but I used to, you know, play a little jazz in high school, in middle school. And as you occasionally, I like to look, hear that shit on NPR. So that I, I, I get a lot of jazz out of this album. Um, I feel like it's, it, it is, it is a little bit of genre bending because, you know, you're saying the spoken word and then some of the beats they're rapping over the beats rather than um, with them at times yeah, and stuff like the that. Melodies so, are hard to catch. Like sometimes yes. it's like yeah, it's not melodic. Yeah, <laughs> I like hard it. to listen to, and I don't mean that as like a. I don't, I'm not trying to be mean or rude when I say yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just hard it to literally is hard to catch. Yeah. And 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 also, I, I want to uh com- combat kind of what you were saying, Kareem, with Kendrick saying that they want the old Kendrick because Kendrick reinvents himself for every project except for this project. This project, like I said, feels like it was the double disc of to pimp a butterfly and damn 
But every other ob- every other one he's done, Section 80 was different than Good Kid. Good Kid is different than uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. To Pimp a Butterfly is completely different than Damn. And then so it's like each album he reinvents himself, kind of Kanye-esque. And then this one, this one, it was just like, oh, he kind of so doubled back. Give me you compare this to Pimp a Butterfly? I compare, yeah, the, I compare the two sides. One side is to pimp, reminds me of To Pimp a Butterfly. And the mm-hmm. other side reminds me of Damn. Like they're trying to capture that sound a little bit. You see, you hear "Damn" in this in this in album. Yeah, on the back half, I hear "Damn." Hmm. Yeah, because it's like low key two albums, but mm. still concise. Mm. That's interesting insight. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't thought about it that deeply to look back and see how it compares. I for Cal, for Kendrick, I think me personally, like the only album I'd really listened to from him was "Good Kid, Mad City." Everything else after that um i've listened to but but nowhere near close to good kid mad city and, and this is the first album i've listened to that he's released uh, that i've listened through fully and really like thought about it mm. um so that's probably where some of my perspective comes from and that i haven't really been as deep as you guys have been as far as his past albums and also let me be clear i'm comparing kendrick to kendrick which means i'm comparing greatness to greatness right mm-hmm. a kendrick mid album is probably the best album that anybody else could dream of making let alone right. actually make that's a fact so i'm being i'm i'm nitpicking kendrick right now because i love kendrick mm-hmm. i wouldn't think about this so much if i didn't care about it i wouldn't put this much energy or effort into it if i didn't care about it so <laughs> even though i'm nitpicking it and, and being an asshole kind of trashing it sometimes that doesn't mean i don't love love that he like the attempt i love the i love the 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 swing sometimes you got swing and a miss you never know where to go if you if there is not a baseline. Like sometimes we need to be humbled. Sometimes we need to be checked. Maybe we get absolute greatness from him now because he did this. Maybe this was his artistic expression that he needed to get out of the way before mm-hmm. he goes on to do whatever he needs to do. So I can't like fully judge it. Like I'm judging it as a fan. But when I look back and judge it as a man or as a person or as someone who's inspired by Kendrick, like I think it's really dope. Like I said, I think it's super artsy. I think that's some dope super black shit but like as a hip-hop head it's like damn i wish i wish i had a little more hip-hop mm-hmm. yeah what do you all think about the criticism that people are putting out for having kodak on the album i love that album? he had kodak i love Yo, that me too because i think it that was my favorite part he's saying that's the part and kodak slid that's the part that kept me in the album that's the part that brought me back to the album once kodak started arriving on it to me, and, and to me, I'm not trying to, I always end up comparing Cole and Kendrick, but it's it's like a relationship between when 21 Savage and Cole started popping up with each other. Mm. It was like, yo, that was, that. I didn't think those two were going to be peanut butter and jelly or two peas in a pod. You know, I didn't think it was going to be cookies and milk, but they go great together. And so I love that Kendrick went out. And again, we always talk about as OGs, you need to reach down to the younger guys and we need to have established this connection with the younger generation but then nobody's doing it. So we can't criticize the younger generation if we don't reach out to them and talk to them and show them the game. So I think it's dope that Kendrick reached out to Kodak and starts to show him the game. I think it's dope when J. Cole reaches down and starts to throw 21 Savage the game and put them onto albums like this that people never thought that they had any business being on. So I, I really appreciated that he had Kodak on it, Trevor. That actually gave it points for me. So you basically yeah. saying like you appreciate the effort, you just think that the attempt wasn't successful. The execution, the execution execution could have been better yeah execution okay yeah 
in theory, this is like he didn't. He didn't. Okay, so like, (laughs) I hate to use Drake as an example, but you know how we should say Drake just kind of like half-assed an album, right? It wasn't like Kendrick half-assed an album. It was Kendrick's clear artistic choice. Yeah, it was a clear artistic choice and decision by Kendrick to make this the way he did, and it did not. And I just did not gel with it like I usually gel with Kendrick. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. Do you think it was more he played it safe, or do you think he just tried to use a formula that he's done before? So he just kind of wanted to see if if he can kind of expand on that. Um, I don't think he. I, I don't think he played it safe. Yeah, and I also don't think. Yeah, I think he tried something completely. I think he, even though I said it sounds like the other two, I think he did try for something different. Um, but also I just said, I don't want to compare them, but I keep comparing them. I also think his, again, his peers just got so much better. And, and before there was such a gap between Kendrick and everybody else. And now it's like, okay, now the gaps. All right. I, I definitely put Cole above him recently, but for mm. everybody else, like the, the, the gaps getting closer. You're not, you're not God. God can bleed. It's like Leonidas throwing the arrow at Xerxes at the end of 300. All I got to do is prove that God can bleed. Mm, that was a good comparison. Bars. That was a good comparison. <laughs> but if you're measuring greatness against greatness, like what else does Kendrick have to prove, though? He has nothing to prove. He doesn't have to so, put out another album. He's a GOAT. He's a GOAT. I think that's a tough thing with any time you try and like evaluate one of these top artists' music is, is just like exactly what do they have to prove? So like whatever they're doing, you hope they're kind of doing because it's just what they want to do at this point. And, and so with that, it's so tough to evaluate because if they try something new, you want to, you know, praise them for trying something new and stepping out. But then if it flops, you're like, well, they should have stuck to what they know because that's what I enjoy. That's what they're good at, you know, but you can flip that around too. And I feel like there's, there's always going to, there's always going to be both sides. My fault. I just want to be clear. Like Trevor pointed out, this didn't flop. This sold. This didn't flop. Yeah, I know. I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying to say that this flopped in, in yeah, no, I just, particular. I wanna, yeah, I want to make that. Got clear. you. Got you. Got you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's the the point that we. I think that's the point that we have to make about these artists that are at the upper echelon of of the music game because essentially Drake's album is never gonna flop. J Cole's album is never gonna flop. Kendrick's no. album is never gonna flop. So we don't view their music in terms of what their numbers are because at the end of the day drake could drop a bunch of throwaway tracks and it's going to sell regardless but that's not what we base his music on we base it off the content now Mm. maybe somebody else you know a lower level artist we might go based off of their their record sales and stuff like that just because it gives us kind of a baseline of how how well it's perceived in the public that you know they're getting these streaming numbers but like kendrick cole Kanye, like their numbers are never gonna. We can't really base their music off of numbers because they're always gonna get numbers regardless of of what the circumstances. Kendrick mm-hmm. dropped the friggin' album of like unmastered shit, bro, and that still and it did numbers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah, no title or anything like. Yeah, yeah. Untitled Drake, one, untitled Drake, two. Drake dropped all his songs that we've already heard before. Your package. Yeah, yeah. Your package was literally all songs. We we everybody knew every song 
from one to ten on that album before that album had dropped. Niggas so was trying like to download dropped. that on YouTube. Exactly, <laughs> like bro, like we had like if we still have that song on our phone before it came on that, it probably was saying like datpiff.com, like world right. premiere. Like that's right. how long we've known these songs for. So like those artists, like it's never. I just want to make that you know for the viewers to know, like we never base those higher artists on basically their record sales because they're always going to put up numbers. It's yeah. based off of their content and how we viewed it. And so that's how we review albums. I think something else for like, for me again, personally, is that like, I hope that in this album, it doesn't get lost, whatever his numbers do and however people were hoping that he'd come harder or whatever. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say pause, and nobody said pause. So I wasn't gonna say it though. I don't care. I wasn't. I don't give a fuck. I don't say pause. But people were hoping that like he was. Times, nigga. I don't say it. In, I don't say it in context of saying it. Fuck you. I. <laughs> but I, I hope that people can actually be able to like take the album and just listen to what he's talking about because I think the content of the album is absolutely amazing. Like what he's discussing is so important for everybody like again not just black people not just men it's important for everybody to hear what he's talking about and and the stuff that he's been through and and that other people hundreds and millions of people are going through too and i i my my worry is that people get too stuck on i want this i want that that they actually miss you know the content and, and what's actually trying to get across yeah again i wouldn't be surprised if this album wins awards Mm. Yeah, I can see like, that. I could totally. See I would that. not. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Not one bit. Because again, it's well produced. It's well thought out. It's a scheme. Mm-hmm. They thought about where they're placing the tracks clearly, right? It's just, mm. just that last part that's lacking for me is the slaps. Just don't slap like usually. Yeah, Kendrick, Kendrick yeah. has the ability to make it slap and also make it conscious. Yeah, that Auntie is, Diaries is definitely gonna win something. Yeah, I can already see it right now. This gonna be a good. Win. Actually, next year's Grammys is gonna be a really good, a really good um, group of uh, albums that came out. Like, like you said, at this point now, the Drake album's a lot. Well, uh, for me at least, a lot better received now than when I first heard it. Obviously, Donda. Then you've got um, Pusha T's album. Now you've got Kendrick. J. Donda Cole. was this year. It, it was up this year. That, oh, it was up this year? Yeah, and it, it lost what, he because won, like, of all two, of Kanye's three? app. Yeah, he won a couple Grammys. He, he won, like, I best performance, was... best song. He should have won album of the year, but uh, Tyler won it. I think it was a little controversial and political because of what Kanye was doing. Kanye pulled out of you're Coachella. Right. You're right. Kanye you're was right. fucking up relationships with people, so I think they're like, fuck Kanye. We're giving this I don't think that was this year that dropped this year. Because he dropped it kind of, or no, Donda 2 came out, too. Oh, yeah. I say that not to take away from what Tyler did, and I love that Tyler wasn't even there. His shit was accepted, fire. Accepted his, his shit on uh, Instagram Live. I think that's super dope. <laughs> so shout out to Tyler. But yeah, I mean, any any last takes on that? No, no. I think we covered it. Well, speaking of Grammys, um, I was thinking about T-Pain. This is a little side story where uh, someone was told T-Pain on his Twitch stream, like, yo, turn that music off. 
And then T-Pain was talking to, I think it was his wife, and was like, oh, you want me to turn the music off? Hold on, I can't, I, I can't hear you over these. And he's pointing at his Grammys and stuff. I was like, <laughs> it's a funny stunt. It's a funny stunt. But uh, he seemed a little hurt. He seemed a little too hurt by that. T-Pain doesn't get enough credit for how great he actually is. Yeah, he's he's underrated. He's under-respected, I think. Make it bank from Twitch. So what'd you say about Kyrie Wu? <laughs> <laughs> Now, I was saying, uh, I was asking if you guys had heard um, his Twitch stream. So I had watched the, I uh, found it on YouTube and I kind of, you know, watched it and gave it a listen to him, you know, talking about the whole, the whole uh, Cleveland and Boston situation. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, at this point now, Kyrie's whatever to me. I think he's just kind of, he's one of those people now where he's like, at this point, like you kind of love him or you hate him. I'm just kind of like completely neutral on him. Like I dislike a lot of things he does, but I still enjoy him as a basketball player. But his antics kind of outweigh a lot of the stuff that he does well on a basketball court. But uh, so on his Twitch, he was talking about his last, you know, hurrah in Cleveland and how he was just, you know, how he said he had matured from the situation. He was just kind of ready for, you know, a brand new start, which, you know, I can't blame him for that. But I think he never acknowledge the fact that he had said like i'm coming back he never really you know fessed up to like maybe i shouldn't have said that but he was like you know i was just feeling so good that day that you know i just pretty much told everybody like yeah i'm coming back so he said um you know he talked about the whole boston situation which i didn't know you know after his injury where he broke i think he broke his kneecap in the finals what his injury was yeah they fractured his kneecap so then I guess he got an uh, infection in his knee during his time in Boston. That's why that first year he didn't play in the playoffs. So, I mean, at the time I was talking shit about it. I was like, how are you supposed to be like, you know, the franchise guy and like you're not showing up to these playoff games? Mind you, he never – I'll give him credit because he never came out and, and, and made it about him saying like, whoa, you know, I have an infection and I don't want to be here. and so, Like I can't physically get there and stuff but i think it was good that he came out and you know explain that obviously he doesn't have to explain he doesn't have to tell us anything but it was good just to kind of have like that you know closure about it so i do agree that the boston fans are on him but like as a professional athlete at this point like it kind of comes with the territory you know fans are going to be rowdy and stuff like that you can't generalize like what he kept doing generalizing boston fans in general as just being all these races Yes, you again, know, fuck Boston. Yeah. You can't generalize the yes, city of Boston. Fuck oh, you, Boston. As a Boston fan, fuck them niggas. You fuck can't generalize yes, the you can. Boston fans yes, because of because then why can't we generalize the Atlanta fans? When the incident happened with LeBron James this year, why can't we generalize Indiana fans? Because there's been multiple times because Boston city. has a history of just being so racist. Does Indiana. <laughs> the KKK bro. started in Indiana. Then homeboy tells, I hope LeBron's son died. Spike Lee comes out and says that they were, you know, pretty much talking about like they were going to hang him and shit like that in Indiana. Well, it's no Boston one. and Utah that need white boys to thrive. <laughs> they need their white boys to thrive. Boston and Utah. The two places. Oh. They need uh, Larry, a white, they need Larry the great Jordan. white boys. Do we have a Brian white Scalabrini? guy to start on the team right now? Peyton Pritchard was getting them buckets. Yeah, he, got no. he barely cut. plays. Nah. Oh, I'm nah, not talking about Boston. He had 14 last I'm night. I'm not talking about just the Celtics. I'm talking about all of Boston. Grant Williams kind of count. Chill. 
Yo, Scalabrini, y'all make Scalabrini sound like the second coming. The dude touched the court once. Nobody every 30 has ever games. made Scalabrini touch like that. Like, that was ironic. Like, that was just everyone, it was a yeah. it was an ongoing joke that everybody has that they call him the white mamba. Like it was an ongoing joke. This wasn't a Boston thing because they were doing the same shit in Chicago. They were doing the same shit in New Jersey when he played there. They it was were, ironic, but there was a little truth to that. You know what I'm saying? A little smirk under there. Bro, can, the, on the 2018, can you name the white guys that were on the team? There Scott was Pollard. Two of them. Scott yes. Pollard. That was the only two dudes. And nobody's name. ever said that. Standing right off the top. Nobody said Yo, D wrote that shit. Now he was ready. Scott Pollard and Scalabrini. Yo, I got this shit ingrained in my head, bro, because of these Nobody Boston has fans, ever said, bro. hey, put Scott Pollard Boston in the game. Fans. We need Yo, Scott Pollard. You said that was so much confidence, bro. <laughs> Nah, man, I'm just I'm just messing with you, Boog. It's just fun. It's just fun to push the narrative. <laughs> nah, but like I, I like I'm just like I do agree. Obviously, there's definitely some racial stuff that goes on in Boston. But to general, Russell doesn't have a statue. City, he didn't want his, one. He didn't want one because yes, yes, okay, yes. To put his shit in City Hall, you don't want your shit in front of the garden. He should have a 60-foot statue in front of the garden, bro. It should be called the Bill Red Russell Garden. Red Arback shit is down the street, the Bill too. Russell garden. Isn't Red Arback shit down the street? That shit's a fan you all. And then he also, Red also was quoted <laughs> that Larry Bird was the greatest player that ever played for him. Like, all right, bro. Cat. Let's be honest. Larry Bird is better than Bill Russell. Like, we're not going to do that. Bill Russell also dominated... A the 60s, bro. Of... The 60s. So He's not what? a better basketball player so than Larry what? Bird. We are not going to do that. Bro. We are not going to do that. We are not going to I'm say not Bill Russell it, bro. is a better basketball player than Larry Bird. That shit is dead. I've been on air talking about how whack the 60s and 70s were. So I'm not giving Bill Russell credit for hey, running up numbers on hey, Bill, Bill Russell. George hey, listen, hey, listen, he was Bill doing Russell more than busting people's asses on the court, bro. He was fighting, fighting the silver, you know what I'm saying? He was fighting racism at the time. No, absolutely. in a row, Because he was playing with seven bro, other black guys on the team. won 11 in a row, bro. With seven other black guys. Why are we saying Sam Jones is the greatest of all time? <laughs> Who's on that team? Bob okay, Cousy. Tom, Sa- like right. Sa- Tom Sanders. Why isn't he in? The- or oh, he's definitely a top ten player of all time. He was, he nice was up though. there too. That nigga. Had, yeah, how many rings did Tommy Heinsohn have? Who? How many rings did Tommy Heinsohn have? Tommy, who? Like three. Tommy Heinsohn. Yeah, I think, I think he, he has, has like three. three. Did they get out on the catch up? <laughs> oh, don't don't say that. That's that's Celtics royalty right there, Trev. Bro, I've never put Tommy Heinsohn in my top three Celtics of all time. <laughs> Like we can, just, I'm telling you, like bro, like I'll, I'll go in on. Right, before we move on, real quick, Book, who's in your top three? So Larry Bird one, Bill Russell this two, nigga. Paul Pierce three, and I have to find a way to sneak Antoine Walker into this top ten. <laughs> I'm saying Len Bias is in my top three. Whoa! Wow! Wow! Man. Man, we're gonna have to cut that one out too. We're getting spicy today. No, that was a good one, that bro. Shit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Glenn and Reggie Lewis live. Yo, what they say about know. living fast? Die young. There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Yo, shout out to Bill Russell, though, but nah, we're not putting them both in Larry Bird. <laughs> Yo, he brought us slates. What, what did Larry Bird bring us? Championships, slaves. 
Slaves. Slaves. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Wow. Damn. But Russell brought slaves. Oh. This, this yeah, bird guy goofy, bro. Yo, with slaves in the green book. I can't even do the next topic. Yeah, I'm too goofy yeah let me let me, let me let me ask you one question. Probably. Get off this, let me ask you Was one more question green? before we get off this topic. Who did, nah, Bill, we can't, we who did, who did Bill Russell yeah. beat in the finals? I don't know. I don't know, nigga. Come exactly. On, exactly. Irish, it's my point. Jerry <laughs> West, nigga. Yo, that 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 brings up a good point. Yo, Will Chamberlain can't be that good, right? <laughs> you can't name a player you played against. Yo, Will, Will Chamberlain couldn't be that good. And Kareem. Nah, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't Yo, talk Bill about Russell, Will like that. Bill Russell was locking him up. What more do you want this nah, man Bill Will Russell, to do? Will Bill was averaging 50. But. What was but, out here? But we can bitches. admit that the <laughs> 60s was like a crapshoot. Like they were just regular ass people. Like, yo, I could go get like five from the Brockton YMCA right now, and we can go back them, and we'd be an average team in the NBA back then. I mean, probably, but Will Will played above the competition his entire oh, career. Like absolutely. so because he but was to tall, you, like one ring, yeah. Doesn't well, doesn't, yeah, but doesn't hold up. But, well, but we're not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and say like one dude's gonna win a ring like that. Even back then, when it's probably more possible to do oh, so. It definitely was possible. It was yes, yes. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But still, I'm still not even gonna do that. As much as it probably could have happened and should have happened, we'll, we'll, we'll. Yeah, no, we we're not gonna do that. Kareem won a championship in like his third year back then. Cause he was out here busting. Niggas. That's because Kareem is a bucket getter. <laughs> A bucket getter. Mm. Your sky hook from a three-point line. He was just getting the, hitting the sky hook and then go writing some poetry. Yeah. Bill, meanwhile, Legend. Will Chamberlain Legend. getting buckets and yeah, get on his knees during lunchtime. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Boy, he's Muslim, bro. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. See, y'all, y'all just need to just let Yo, stuff play out, man. You just, know what? Just that's let... what? Nah, nah, nah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Should said he was on his knees, bro. He said, said he was on his knees at lunchtime. Don't say we got to let shit play out. You just gotta, you just gotta let it. You just gotta let it out, man. Yo, I need crazy. to censor myself. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta let it out. Shit, that's what Kareem said. Just let it out. I know today was Wait, wait, hold on, Kareem. Come harder, right? Come harder, bro. Just come as hard as you fucking can, dude. Oh, yo, what? Yeah, we're getting kind of we the sponsors right here. <laughs> Get some ads right here. <laughs> Similac. <laughs> Similac. <laughs> Similac. Come on. <harder. laughs> yo, they got yeah. all the money for that one. Oh yo, man, that's, that's so. Funny. All right, yeah, we. <laughs> We, yeah, no. Yo, that's funny. <laughs> Let's talk about Chris Paul and the, the Phoenix Suns getting bodied in Phoenix last night. No, that was the only thing getting bodied over the, the Phoenix weekend. Suns. Oh, see, you got you got him started, Kareem. You see what you did? This is not me. What are you talking about? This yo, is not me. Yo, yo, you, yo, you yo, see, see, listen. I'm gonna sing y'all the raw cut of this. So it's gotta go in the R. It's gotta be locked up, bro. So we, so we can pinpoint where this shit went south. It's it started with up. Mook. It started. It did with not Mook. start with me. It you did said, not speaking start with Twitch. Me. I was talking about Kyrie. Yeah, but 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 Mook had no intention. We all we all thought about it, but Mook had no intention of it. These 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 started this shit. He started that shit. These no, started this shit. I'm just the cut like peroxide, bro. I'm chilling. Okay, yeah. so all right, let's yo, go back on my rant on since we're still talking about basketball. Let's hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's punch in. Let's punch in for real. All 
All right. <clears throat> so we were just talking about sports. Uh, so we can finish up about sports with uh, some takes on the playoffs. Yo, what's going on? Game some crazy, sevens. Some crazy game sevens. What's up? Let's do some quick takes before we yeah, get They weren't up. too crazy. It was just too ass whooping. <laughs> Go Souts. Yeah. I take it back. Grant Williams is not a scrub. He runs very weird to me, but he's not a scrub. Yeah, he looked like a thumb out of Spy Kids. Yo, no, he That was funny. Yo, his, his high school mixtape mix was all layups. Just slap. Bro, slap. I don't think it was dunking. Yo, that shit yo. was weird to me. Yo, like, honestly, rim grazing. Yo, honestly, <laughs> rim grazing. Grant Grant got a fatty, bro. That's why he yo, run like that. Yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> Yo, yo, that's why people listening. That was Rashawn Jamal Powell. Yo, first of all, don't put my government. Yo, like that, but he, yo, but like, you're no, not, for you're real, not blind. Like, I get it, but like, I would have never know. said it. He got a, he got a, he got a big butt. That's why There's he runs. Thousands like that. of other ways to say that, but I, I, I'm happy that you feel safe hey, enough to say that. Here. Whatever it was, he dropped. He, how do much? He had 27? 20, 20, 28. 28 in game seven or twenty. He, he took the most threes in a game seven in NBA bro. history. He was, yeah, he, was, he was shooting. He was shooting, shooting. I was getting ready for him to have like a heat check, but he. I give him credit. He never actually did. But I was getting ready for him hey, just to start throwing him up. But he he hit it though. Yeah, no, I'm talking about huge, the, no, the one he took in a corner, like. The first oh, I, one. I think he ended up making oh. the nut one after. He, he had a step back on the wing. The one on Drew Holiday like, was tough. I'll give him yeah, that. Drew Holiday didn't yeah. know he had that in his bag. So like, what the fuck? I didn't yeah. know he had that. I thought I he was know. just doing a regular ass two <laughs> to a little little crossover hesitation go by me. Yeah, so we got we got the Celtics. Moving yeah, so so heat. earlier before before <laughs> the Suns played, I was saying that the Bucks played with no heart besides Giannis and Drew. And then the Suns played, and then they really showed me what playing with no. Yeah, like. um, that was such a perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Like, like I was like, wow. If, if it couldn't get any worse, it got ten times worse. They if had a, no heart from the beginning. Yo, if I'm a season ticket holder, bro, I'm suing the Suns organization. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna sue the organization because need, there's need, no way. What I show was I won? Yo, I like, what am I watching? Yo, somebody had to have money on that game. Or somebody was like taking, yo. There was some point shaving going Chris on. Chris Paul might have been tanked, might have been point shaving or something. Dude, yeah, you got to think what causes a game to be that bad. One shot, one shot in the first three quarters. Yeah, no, one point. One shot, yeah, one point. Devin one Booker point. had five point. points leading going into the third quarter. He had five points. This should like. Like I, I don't know, man. Like you I gotta mean, donate your money to ch- you gotta donate your salary to charity. Ch- give give some credit to the Mavs. Like the their game plan was literally just to strap up book and say like have C thirty seven was twenty thirty seven year old CP beat them and that worked. Like I, I give the Mavs I don't some even credit. Know if it worked. It did. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But you put it in CP's hands and for whatever reason he was still trying to get it to book. It worked you know, perfectly. You know who else? Like, you know who else? Um. We got to put the blame on, and he's not getting any attention. I think it's DeAndre Ayton. No, nah, I don't put it on him because he's because nah. the way he's they play, he, yeah, he doesn't get the ball enough to for it to be his fault. Like you, yeah, I, I, I blame that. Chris Paul. Yeah, I put that on, on Chris, Chris to not Paul. get him looks. Do, do, do they resign DeAndre? Or is he out of here? They should resign him, but they DeAndre is probably going to want to be out. They said he's going to do a sign and trade. They're getting rid of him. You think so? He he said he didn't want to play last night. Yo, how do y'all feel about Pat Bev talking crazy, bro? How how y'all feel about Pat Bev? He disrespecting CP3 like that. Yeah, he a child. That's I don't I don't know what he what he's doing. I just hope Pat Bev's on TNT this week. That's all I hope. (laughs) That's all I ask for. 
He need to be up there with Chuck and Shaq and, and Kenny Show, and man. Nah, don't put him Yo, up you on guys that see with the, them. The, um, there was like a, a segment where him and Stephen A were having some back and forth, and Stephen A said the N word. Stephen A does that once a year, bro. And they have like, to come out saying, "Nigga, let me talk." <laughs> they have to come out with some black ass apology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I I think the whole Pat Bev stuff was just absolutely wild. But CP deserves some criticism, but not to not to that extent. He's talking about CP being a cone, and people don't aren't afraid of him like that. that like you don't game plan for CP. That's yeah, that, that's wild. I mean, you don't game plan defense, you're like, oh, how are we gonna stop him overall? He's like, yo, I guess you maybe you want to say, how do we stop him from facilitating? You still game plan around like CPs is still a player you game plan around. Not when like yeah, you not give the guy the guy who's he's guarding, you give him the ball. That's yeah, that I agree. That's what you should be doing. Like he he can still lock up, but definitely not to that degree. One or two plays here and there, but and then just to call out Paul George like that too and put him on blast. I thought that was wild. And I was talking but, to a teammate of mine. I, I ain't gonna say it. fuck it. Paul George. <laughs> that shit was funny. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I don't know. But uh I, I'll say real quick, my picks. I'm I'm going Mavs in the finals and Heat in the finals. Nigga, fuck you. Yep. I'm yep. going, I, I, I'm going Heat as well, but I'm going Heat Golden State. Mm-hmm. But I would love, I would love to watch Luca and um, Jason go at it because this is a conversation I've been having offline for years. Mm. Luca or Jason, and it's coming down to the wire right now. Yeah, Jason is he's he's made okay. a, he's made a turn for the for the better when Luca he's older was, though. He was, he's older. Was, Remember that? Yeah, but he was. Tell, I, Luca I started playing Luca professionally was much better earlier, like sixteen. Yeah. And it doesn't give him a reason to be like not down though. Like why 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 is that held against him that he's been playing professional since he's sixteen? Well, because no, we're saying that he's a little bit more experience, got a little bit more exposure. You're still older, still yeah. So that like holds him back in terms of. But we're talking about his development. He's going to be developed faster than Jason Tatum. If you're playing, if you're sixteen playing against grown men, he played against Russell Westbrook when he was sixteen, in a bat in a professional basketball game. I mean, yeah, all I'm saying is t- compared to Tatum, Tatum at 16, who was playing against other 16 year olds that probably aren't in the NBA right now. Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I think you still compare you you compare people at the age. You don't compare them at you know their class no, or, no, or other agree, aspects. But I just think Tatum is catching caught up to him now, and it's argue he's is arguably better. Yeah. Arguably, I was I thought you Tatum always had the slight edge. My thing was Luca was going to end up better. Mm. But again, I but Luca was younger in my eyes. So I don't know. It depends on play style and your team build, I guess. But I mean, you can't go wrong with either one of them. But Tatum can turn into a black hole sometimes. So can Luca. Well, Luca, yeah. I mean, Luca can Luca yeah. can chuck and have his games too. But Luca has Luca has less of a personnel around him that I understand why Luca does. Whereas mm. Tatum has the personnel around him that it's like, dude, distribute the ball a little bit. That's why I don't see the Mavericks making it all the way. I don't know if they're not going to be Golden State. We'll see. We'll see. Celtics, this might be the Celtics State here, man. In the finals. But is, is, wait, is Kyle Lowry healthy or? He's missing game one. He's missing game one. That that might change my that might change Kyle my. Lowry hasn't been doing shit all season. It's probably. Ty Hero's about to come in and drop like a smooth 23. Very likely. Yeah. yeah. Very yes. likely. Where's Duncan Robinson been at? 
The bench. On the bench. Bench. Yeah. You can't guard. You can't guard a wet towel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now no, we'll see. What's Why the first games are tomorrow, right? Tuesday. As soon as he steps yep. on the court. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Eight, eight thirty. As soon as, as soon as he walks on the court, they were like, "Yeah, scream, get him over here." <laughs> that was like when, yeah. when LeBron saw him in the finals because they thought that shit was sweet. They oh my go gosh! To Dijon. They were like, "Yo, where is he? Oh yeah, come over here." Come him and Tyler just here. had just the worst series of their lives, just being targeted, mismatched. Oh, and then they series. find what's his, what's the other dude's name? Um, Drogic. They were just yeah. seeking him out every play. Like yeah, that's how it should be. Yo, you, that's what that's what every team is doing. Just mismatch hunting. Yeah, like that's, that's literally what, like that's what Golden when when the Lakers I mean um, the Cavs played Golden State in the finals the first year mm-hmm. when well second year when when um, Kyrie played but that's what yeah they did. just they screens to get Steph with Steph was yeah. yeah that's I mean and that's what happened a lot with the Suns Mavs games like every time Luca was just screened to get CP or Cam was, Cam Johnson was Cam was getting Cam yeah actually anybody Cam was getting crossed up Cam had a tough game they were just getting Mike help off him. And then mm-hmm. whoever was there after that screen, yeah, whoever <laughs> wanted it. And the, yeah. no, but what's his name was going after CP3, Dinwiddie, and um, what's and Jalen, yeah, Jalen Brunson, Jalen's getting <laughs> Yeah, he's shifty, bro. He's mad shifty. What kind of contract you think you're about to get? About to get paid. Saddle to the Lakers. Yeah, I'm about to say yeah. Y'all can take Russ. <laughs> stop, stop, can take stop, Russ. stop, stop. <laughs> Give us Jalen Brunson. Yeah, nah, chill out, chill out. Yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see how these uh these conference finals go and then we're gonna check back in. Also, the Lakers sound like they're not gonna get rid of Russell Westbrook. No. More Russ, baby. You said more? Yeah, more Russ. You better be getting Duncan Robinson minutes. <laughs> get him away dis- from my court. <laughs> the disrespect. Uh yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna trade see. Him for Patrick Beverly right now, straight up. Nah. I mean, maybe just, just purely for contract, money-wise, but no. Nah. Well, well, well. All righty. We'll tell the good people where to find us, man. You can find us at authorip.podcast or authorip underscore podcast. So look out, we say tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to give us a listen. You won't be disappointed. Oh, that's right. This episode is brought to you by the producers Edgar Butebi, Rashawn Powell, and... Uh, Darius Payton, and also shout out to Trevor on the ones and twos for his on-air producing. This has been another episode of Off the Rip.